Good morning, Nat. Good morning, Pete. How are you today? I am doing great. Well, as you can tell, I am pumped up. I'm always surprised. Always always surprised, surprised, right? (laughs) So uh, the other day, uh, I answered the door, somebody knocked on it, and it was this kid. They were fundraising for, I think it was the little cross team or something like that yeah. these discount things right and i and i was thinking about this boy that seems like that's the old way to do it yeah and keeping I the thought, stack of 20s in the drawer next to the yeah right <laughs> right i mean it's so much more sophisticated and i think a little bit about that podcast we did where you know that niche business where they provide uh help schools uh do fundraising teams do fundraising yeah. And I thought they could really use that franchise concept right now, uh, helping their team instead of them knocking on doors and stuff yeah. like that. That's so 2010 or maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Right. A new way to do things. Yeah. And so I thought what we would do is we'd replay that episode because it was a really popular episode. But and I thought it was a great example of a franchise that could be a niche that is specializing in, in helping others. Yeah, I love that. Let's, and, and low investment absolutely so yeah, why don't we replay that. that yeah let's replay it enjoy welcome to the hire yourself podcast this is pete gilfill and i've got uh, nat on special assignment today and i have a very special guest for us today i have mike Bahoon. uh he is the ceo and the founder of fundraising university and i'm super excited he's got an awesome business and i get the opportunity to share it with you today so mike welcome thanks pete Oh, it's great to have you here. And where are you located? What 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 part of the country? I live in Kansas City on the Kansas side. Oh, well, congratulations on the Chiefs. Boy, what a <laughs> what a uh, team they are. Amazing. Yeah. So sorry yeah. about the last Super Bowl, but, uh, you know, destiny was, I think, got in your way there a little bit. Yeah, I think it, it showed the mental part of sports and how valuable that is and how it can be exposed very quickly if we don't understand the mental part and the physical part. Yeah, well, certainly you're a lifetime athlete and uh, mm-hmm. obviously a coach and that kind of stuff. So, what what sports did you what what sports did you play? Yeah, um, so all the way through high school and had a chance to do all three in college: football, wrestling, and baseball. Decided to play baseball, played in the Big Twelve, and then played some professional baseball, and then got into coaching and fundraising. Oh, that's awesome. So coaching. All right. So, so you, you're a lifetime athlete and then you, you turn to coach. So what, what sport do you coach? I coach baseball at Creighton University. Awesome. That's great. And you had mentioned fundraising. So I think you've been in fundraising for a very long time. Is that correct? It is. I was, in 1999 as a high school baseball coach, someone helped me fundraise in it. And on some level, I've been involved ever since then. Wow, that's great. And, and as, you, as you think about that, so you've got uh, years of experience doing that. So how did you come up with the idea of developing uh, fundraising university? Yeah, so there was an obvious need that coaches needed money and the, the acumen, the business acumen that accompanies that, they often don't have those experiences. So I wanted it to be a service business that was relational. And then we took the dynamics of what make a good sports team or a band or choir and we leveraged those dynamics and built a service system to help coaches raise money. Yeah. And it's really a need now, right? As a lot of these schools are going through budget cuts, especially after this last year, I can imagine that's a big need for these teams and these athletes. Yeah, it's absolutely a big need. I mean, the, 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 fun, the funding will shrink. I think that's obvious, right? And I think the other thing that's obvious is uh, our awareness about sports our appreciation about sports and being in schools has been heightened in its own organic way. 
And then the reality of all the club sports that spend a lot of money has driven the experience to be more expensive for a high school student. So we're, we're stepping into that. I, I sold a franchise last week in, in Little Rock into a guy that sold in schools for 26 years. And I think he said it perfectly. He said, you know, when I sold financial products and investing products into schools and teachers, I would often have to create a need for them to do that. He said, but with this, they already know they need it. Yeah, they need it. And so what do you do? Like if I'm a coach and I need help fundraising, uh, we need to get some money for our team. What do you guys do uh, at Fundraising University? Yeah, so like I said, it's a professional service. Our, our mission is to raise the most amount of money in the shortest period of time with the least amount of interference for the coach. And what that means specifically is we have a service-based system called the Blitz system. It's a, a fully immersed scenario for seven days where we have a professional rep go into the school in person. They develop a game plan with the coaching staff. We get them their bought into that. And then we get that to the students. The students go out and ask for support. The seventh day we have a blitz and we're done and we're able to raise teams. Um, we had three teams last week raise $40,000 in one hour. Holy cow. Wow. That goes a long way to fund a, a, a team, right? So absolutely. absolutely. That's awesome. So, so you've been doing this, you founded it in what year? What did, what year did you found fundraising university? 1999. I did it as a coach and then I was part of a national brand. And then in 2009 fundraising university was launched. Okay. And I, and so, so been around for, we'll call it, uh, we're on 11th year, right? 11th, 12th year. Um, mm -hmm. How many franchisees do you have? We now have 46 locations. Awesome. Congratulations. That's, that's uh, great success. And when we talk about fundraising university and this idea that you, you're looking for franchisees to, to go help these communities, help these sports teams, what do you look for in a good uh, franchisee? What, what characteristics are you looking for as you, as you try to find a business partner, a franchisee? Sure. And I think they're in this order too. We have them very defined. They're a self-starter. They're teachable, they're competitive, they're organized, and they're empathetic. So the contrast of the empathy and the competitiveness is what makes our model unique because you need someone that, that has the business acumen, but they've also been drawn to this, this mechanism that I want to help and support people, and they look for the affirmation both financially and emotionally. And when we find those people, they're, they're very passionate about what we do, and, uh, and they're helping people everywhere. Yeah. Well, and that's a big thing, right? Is you can make a difference in people's lives. And there's a lot of, um, you know, people I work with, they're executives, they've had very successful careers, but they want to get onto that next step. And that's about making an mm -hmm. impact in their community, right? If I'm a corporate executive, I'm flying all over the country, I can't be engaged in my community as much as I'd like. And so it sounds like you can really make an impact on the young people, the teams, the organizations within a community. Yeah, no, you're exactly right. Um, I've been pleasantly surprised that a lot of people that have been in high level corporate roles have really been drawn to this because like you mentioned, traveling, not seeing their kids play, you know, being in a very transactional business, they were looking for something where they could have a different experience for themselves, have a little bit more control, but still make executive type money. And we, we offer all three of those things um, in one place. That's great. And when we talk about characteristics, I mean, I know you look for the integrity and, and all that kind of stuff, compassion, mm -hmm. but you know, from a business standpoint, what are characteristics like the idea of working hard or uh, you got to be good with leadership? What, what other characteristics do you look for um, or you think people have to have to be a good business owner? I think they have to have good aptitude. Um, I think, you know, I mentioned the teachability and the competitiveness. 
I think they have to have the right personal economy. You know, a lot of times people are interested in, in, in starting a business, but where I see a lot of them get stuck is they, they're not risk adverse and they haven't built up enough personal economy to realize the benefits of, of taking that challenge on and the growth that's all there. So I think they have to be a risk taker. I think they have to have a tremendous amount of self-belief in themselves. And I think that personal economy that they build up is vital. And I think they have to have a, a mindset of ownership where they understand that they've, they've bought something that's theirs. And then that teachability of getting help from the system is the right relationship to have versus them expecting the system to perform. They must expect them to perform in the system to help them. And that, yeah. that's, that's an interesting shift, but it's that what we a, do, right? And that's the right dynamic. <laughs> and, and when you think about it, right, entrepreneurs are problem solvers, right? Yes. And as a business owner, you got to figure out what you have to get done to get through whatever hurdle. And, and we think of this pandemic, right? It's been a crazy pandemic. And I just heard mm -hmm. an example of this, this uh, city. They had two restaurants and COVID lockdown came in and one restaurant basically just shut their doors, right? just kind of sure. gave up, right? The other one, they went out and they basically got a bunch of lumber. They created dividers in their in their restaurant. They created a, a patio, that kind of stuff. And they started mm -hmm. doing curbside pickup and they were thriving. Cars down the, down the street, right? And it's about how do you figure out what the cards you got to play them to your best success? Sure, so, yeah. So yeah. I was reading a little bit as I prepared for our our, our interview today. You know, one of the things that I think is so important is that sports and kids, right? The opportunity to play sports because it trains them to work through problems, right? To gut through mm -hmm. or, or figure out it or kind of take that next step to get somewhere. And, and I was reading that and I thought a little bit about my daughter. My daughter was diagnosed with a chronic illness last year. Hmm. And, hmm. and literally was in the hospital for like 80 days. Right. But oh, wow. she is my strongest kid uh, from a standpoint of just taking on problems. So she had a great attitude about it. And in, I attribute it to playing sports because she played basketball and soccer and, you know, you get into mm -hmm. that fourth quarter and she was a captain and, and she just, she would will the team to go forward. And I think that experience of being an athlete, had a big impact uh, on her. Uh, and I think it will continue as she moves forward with her life. Yeah, that's, that's exactly as a coach, what I want to hear. And you're right. I mean, there's hundreds of thousands of kids that on some level, all of what sports encompass a place to be structure, male or female leadership when they lack it in the home, working as a team, learning how to compete, being on your own. I personally can't think of a better place that as adults and parents, we could spend our time than developing kids. Yeah, right. I think that's our future and we owe it to them. And this COVID-19 has certainly been making it harder. But but from that standpoint, now, is you is you your coach and you're the leader of your, your franchise system? What do you from uh, your standpoint? You know, if you're if you're leading them, is, are there books that you share uh, with you, with your players, with your franchisees or any great books that you, you can uh, sh share with us? Yeah, we actually have two high level mental coaches that are actually contributors to the fundraising university culture. Uh, one of them is Brian Kane. He's the number one mental sports performance coach in the world. And we operate our cultures on 10 pillars of success that we build in as habits to being an entrepreneur and a business owner. So we're versed in that. And, and specifically, our theme for this year is the 1% intention, which is 1% is 14 minutes and 24 seconds of one day. And each of our reps spends 14 minutes and 24 seconds on one skill that they want to develop over time. And we talk about the compounding effect of growth 
when you have that intentionality. And then we actually have a, a gentleman named Dennis Deaton, um, and he has an ownership spirit certification that we tell reps through. So we're very intentional on the day-to-day habits and mechanisms that we built in from the mental part. And then from the inception of our franchisees coming on board, we cultivate, nurture, challenge, and command a mentality of ownership. Wow, that's amazing. So beyond just, you know, the normal support you'd provide as a franchisor, you're going well beyond that to help develop the people to become better people, better focus, just better business people. That's, that's amazing. Has that always been part of your, your business model? It is. We, we bring in concepts of mental development, and then we, uh, we operate with space repetition. So they have a, a one-week phone call with each of those two gentlemen, and we constantly get feedback that, hey, I'm becoming a better dad. I've lost weight. And so it, it's, it's making people better at their core. And we realize when we do that, the effects it's going to have on their business. Yeah, that, that is awesome. I love to hear that kind of stuff. And from your standpoint, are, do you follow anybody like a thought leader, like a Tony Robbins or a Darren Hardy? Or do, do you have a, a mentor you follow? I like Tim Glover. I okay. like the book Relentless. Okay. Um, I think it, I really like it. Uh, you know, a lot of people think that they're an alpha. It's like a funny word. You wear a t-shirt, right? And Tim Glover actually is the mental, he was the mental coach for Kobe Bryant and he was the mental coach for Mike. Michael Jordan. Wow. And, uh, it talks about the different levels of alpha that they are and how to stimulate and manage those levels of them, which is, you know, something I need to be in tune with as a coach. And that book is phenomenal. It's okay. called Relentless. All right. I'm going to, I'll go get that. That's awesome. I always love to get new books from that standpoint. You know, what advice would you give somebody that's thinking about they're in the corporate world or they're, they're doing something and they're thinking about becoming a business owner? What advice would you give somebody that's, that's considering the path of becoming an entrepreneur? Yeah, no, it's great. I would say talk to other entrepreneurs. So many times the prospects that we have, they go and visit with people that have never been an entrepreneur you know, and they're getting advice or they're trying to get justification on if this is the right path for them. And I would say, you know, number one, enlist with someone like yourself that's a professional, right? And get that coaching, invest that time, make sure that, you know, you understand all the different levels and then find a brand that can get you out of bed in the morning. There's a lot of transactional brands and we need those and they're great, but we, we are very transformational in what we're doing. And if you want to find fulfillment, it's in a transformational brand, not not just doing transactions. Yeah. So for you, it's about that impact. It's about becoming a better individual, a better entrepreneur, but you're also driving or uh, supporting the community and the youth of our, our day. That's, that's very cool. From some point. Yeah. Yeah, it is. That's awesome. All right. And so, so how, the, so I got to ask, how, how are the chiefs going to do this, this season coming up uh, here in the fall? How are they going to do? Yeah. Yeah. So I, I think they're going to do better. I think Patrick Mahomes is, I think he's smart. I think he realizes that the mental game was lost. The physical game was not lost, um, yeah, but the mental yeah. game was lost. And I think he's smart enough to figure out where to find that type of help and support. They're young. They return a lot of people. I think that you can watch them operate um, with a good culture. So I think they'll come back and it'll end up being one of the things he reflects on that makes him turn the corner to, to be in the conversation with Tom Brady down the road. 
Yeah, I think that's right. I, it, everything I've read, it sounds like he's a pretty balanced guy. I mean, it just seems like he's yeah. he's got a good head on his shoulders. So uh, I think he's yeah. here for a long time or, or there for a long time. And uh, that's good. So, yeah. all right. Well, living in Chicago, you know, uh, there's not much hope for the Bears. So uh, we'll, well, we'll you're going to like this. My, my daughter is named after Ryan Sandberg. So that's my favorite baseball player. <laughs> oh, really? Okay. Well, small world yeah. uh, from that standpoint. Well, yeah. you, you just, you have to be so proud of what, what you do, the impact you're making with uh, these athletes and communities in terms of your franchisees and helping be, people become better. So it, it has been an honor and a privilege to have you today. And, and thanks for everything you shared. I, it's just so fun to find people in today's world where we have so many negative things that you're just working on trying to make the world a better place. And goodness, we, we certainly need the world to be a better place. Yeah, no, I appreciate it. I, I feel fortunate to be on the very first meeting that I was at. Someone whispered in my ear and pointed in your direction and said, that's the Michael Jordan of what he does. So I've been looking forward to this all morning. Well, at least I bald, right? So that's about the only thing I have in common. <laughs> I'm, I'm on the way to catch up to you. So we'll that's be in the good. same club. All right. Best of luck to you. Thanks again for being on today. Thanks for listening to the Hire Yourself podcast. For more resources, check out our website at hireyourself.com. And remember to subscribe to this podcast to receive each episode. Please leave us a rating and we'd love to hear your feedback or suggestions for topics.